0: So it's the thrill of one more kill, the last one to find, we'll never sacrifice their will, I'll never look back on the world closing in, beyond the end.
1: Twenty, Washington, 19. Feels good to say the Giants first in that. Welcome to Talking Giants. I'm your host, Bobby Skinner, here with my co-host, Justin Pennick. And so many people just heard that song as a part of our podcast for the first time, Justin, because we are the victors. To the victor goes the spoils. To the victor goes the intro. No more loser by Beck. Um, a lot to clean up. It was an ugly win, and we're going to talk about it. We're, this isn't going to be a Giants, you know, we're not going to kiss their ass. Like, oh, no, everything good because we won. There is some bad to talk about, but we're, we're going to get into it. But, Justin, damn it, it feels good to be on the winning side after six
0: weeks. I mean, frankly, Bobby, we have about 15 people in our Patreon chat right now who are celebrating with, uh, with us. We've had people that have been, you know, with us through – me coming on to Talking Giants, that's the first time I'm hearing the the victory song <laughs> as a co-host of Talking Giants. So I'm right there with everybody of our new listeners that we've had uh, through, that we've gained through 2020. So I'm frankly, I'm just excited for all of us. It was not pretty. A win is a win. And, you know, a- after the game was over, you know, you feel like, ah. Oh, you feel dirty, you feel impure, but you want to know what this football team, the thing that they were desperate most is just getting in a locker room after a game and not having to talk about a loss and not having Joe Judge in there for about 45 minutes talking to the team about, you know, how we how they have to get back to work the next week, et cetera, et cetera. I'm most happy for us as a talking Giants community.
1: Yes, for sure, for sure. And Justin, speaking of that community, we have a bunch of new members. I think our biggest jump in uh in the old in the old crew, Justin. This episode was brought to you by. Now this is this is going to be a a a lot. Well, first of all, we got Ando Buford, Buford, Buford. Mm. I might have not been able to say that one. Anyways, um, no one knows no one knows what's going on. We got Glock Roach. Mm. I don't know if that's a real name, but I like that name because we are a gun violence pod. Glock Roach. We've got the Glock and a Roach. Actually, that seems like a DeAndre Baker burner name, to be honest.
0: Also, maybe a fan of Papa Roach.
1: That could be true. Also likes to do drugs and shoot guns. Michael R. Do you know what the R stands for? Riverboat Ron. That's not what it sounds for. We got Steven Go. The name ends right there, so I'm gonna I'm gonna assume that's Goskowski, right?
0: Mm, yes. Wanted to be a giant.
1: That's true. That's true. That's we got Juke. His name is just Juke. He's uh, Devonte Freeman on the first. I one of the was game. about
0: to say he had J- Devonte Freeman had a few of those today.
1: We got Paul Clancy, um, Tom Can- Clancy's brother. He's mm. uh, like us, loves to shoot stuff. People are like, why are they so obsessed with guns? I thought our Good Morning tweet was very classy this morning. By the way, my mother got- did
0: not like it. My mother did not approve. She's like, did you see this? I was like, yes. She's like, I didn't appreciate it. I'm like, okay.
1: <laughs> we got Robert Tisk. Tisk tisk, Robert. These people are, by the way, very good luck. They've they are only patrons for wins. We got Eric Single Man. <laughs> How many times do you think he's heard the joke of like, oh man, you're single, single man, huh? I hope he's married with many children. But he's still a single man. He's still a single man. We got Nick. Just just Nick. Nick, 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 Nick. Nick. Reminds me of the Nick Swartzon stand up with talking about dogs versus cats. Isaac Moretta. I'll be honest. Why? I was worried when we first did Patreon and Isaac Moretta wasn't in there. And then I saw his name and it brought a smile to my face. Isaac Moretta is quite literally a day one supporter. Like me and Danny with horrible audio is in there. So legit brought a smile to my face. And I talked to him. I was like, Hey, I haven't noticed you online much. You know, he's like, yeah, we, we suck. So I can't really talk trash. (laughs) He was back on today. Glad to have you, Isaac. We got Jared Wenzel. I like that name. And then Matt Gilroy and Mike Halligan. I mean, we've, Spend about 20 minutes on names here. Anyways, Justin, who are these people?
0: All of these wonderful people are sponsoring today's show. And how they did that is they went to patreon.com backslash talking giants. And for $2 a month, live access to shows as we record them, where we can celebrate wins and we can talk about wins and we can have a fun time. And uh, you also get access to monthly shirt raffles, which we did some today on our pregame show on YouTube. We gave away two shirts. And Jasmine and that, Michael
1: R. Michael who, R. is a brand new one. He got a free shirt, and then Gasmine was the first day, like literally first day. So it, there's no um discrimination with the shirt giveaway. So no,
0: no. So uh, those those people were nice enough. And guess what, Bobby? We had about what eleven, twelve new Patreons this week, and we won. So guess what? We might need another eleven, twelve Patreon members, and then we will win. Next week, I mean, or this Thursday, excuse me. So, this is how it goes. This is just, these are not the rules that I make. It's just how things are going.
1: To be honest, though, I'm starting to worry that we're getting too many patreons, and we're going to get canceled for something we say after the show. Mm. And we're going to have to start a new Patreon for, uh, it's just a never ending. All right, let's get into this game, Justin. It was ugly. It was ugly. We win by one. The Giants are, you know, Washington drives. Well, one, they're, it's a tie game. They're driving. It's a third down. We get the fumble return for a touchdown. Take the lead. They get the ball back, obviously, and drive down and score a touchdown. They go for two. I actually like that call from Rivera, even yeah. though, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, like, oh, he should have kicked it and tied it. But I, I do like that. Rivera was aggressive. It got them a touchdown at the end of the half. But Justin, on the offense it was ugly. Um it started out good. We only had six drives. I mean, where where do you want to start because there's so much to unpack, especially on the
0: offensive side of the ball. We usually start on the offensive side of the ball, so I feel natural to go there, but do you want to switch it up since we won this N- week and start defense? Yeah, let's
1: start defense. You're right. You're right. Defense got us the victory, so we should give them we should give them the first start. Um they just played like this Ben Don't Break. Obviously, um Julian Love, he gives up a touchdown at the end, he gets mossed. Uh, um Tough. Was that was that yeah.
0: It was Logan Thomas.
1: Was that the that was the last one, right? Yes. So Adrian Colbert missing him. Um Adrian colbert has been a surprisingly good player for someone we got off the waiver wires.
0: We talked about uh, him during the summer and hopefully he could be back by Thursday. He keeps on getting hurt during practice. It's and it's so it's so tough because Julian Love is a good talented young player. It's just that he's not playing in the right role and Joe Judge can talk about square pegs and round holes all that he wants. But guess what? Somebody needs to be a box safety, and there can only be one guy that that can be a box safety. There's only one guy that can be a strong safety. Somebody has to play free safety center field. Like, you know, somebody has to do it, no matter how much Joe Judge wants to talk about using guys to his strengths. So it sucks that Julian Love is a a talented player, but he's kind of stuck in this role, and this is why we really need Adrian Colbert, because he fills that role well. Yeah.
1: So, like I said, they did get us a touchdown in a a game-winning touchdown with Tay Crowder. Which, Justin, if that touchdown does, doesn't happen, I'm honestly feeling kind of down on Crowder. And I I like what Crowder does. He had 10 tackles. But, man, he takes some really bad angles. You know what I'm saying? Have you noticed that? And it's not because it's not just like, oh, like if Mayo or someone like that gets to the sideline, it's like, okay, they're just slower. Crowder has the speed. He just kind of needs to learn his angles. I guess that's also part of... Him literally being a linebacker for only two years. He was a running back before that. Mm-hmm. Um, like he's he's only played two years of linebacker in his entire life. So that's part of it. So he needs some. He's got some stuff to work on. But um, picking up that ball and going, you know, off the Kyler Fackrell sack, who's continued to be, continued to be a playmaker. Which yeah, going into the season, Justin, we said Kyler Macro was fourth on the outside linebacker You depth said chart. that.
0: You like, said that. I thought I, you said that too. No, no, I. Oh, no, maybe, you had Lorenzo we'll have, Carter fourth. Well, I had Lorenzo Carter fourth, but I genuinely thought that Kyler Fackrell was a, a, a better. I mean, and I, this is if Lorenzo Carter was staying here, this would have been wrong. But I put uh, Kyler Fackrell as like a top top two out of our four edge rushers uh, of a guy that could get to the quarterback, and he's shown that he. And the thing about Fackrell, and this is the same thing that he did in 2018. The same, he's going a, a, along with the same trend he is hitting the quarterback at the same rate as he is sacking the quarterback. So it's not like he's getting additional pressures, QB hits here and there. When he is hitting the quarterback, it is for sacks and it is for impact plays, which is a very good thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and he just fits into that role for Patrick Graham perfectly. It's it's He can rush the passer. You can put him out an inside linebacker, drop him back into coverage. I mean, he almost had an interception when they ran um, – they put – uh, the running back out at wide receiver, yeah. And they put him on a slant, and man coverage of Blake Martinez. I was watching Facker on that play. I was like, Fakro's going to drop out, and he's going to he's going to play that running back because they're they're not going to get let Blake get beat a man. Barely misses it. Um, so you you like what you got like out of him. Now with that, Marcus Golden, man, I don't know what the deal is. They just don't like him. I mean, can I think Cam Brown and Carter Coughlin had more total reps than Marcus Golden in this game?
0: Yeah, we're going to have to look back at the Snapshare. Don't think that's available yet. Um, And it's actually funny. I don't know how many reps Golden has gotten, but I was looking on NFL Next Gen data, and they have the average separation that's between a pass rusher and a quarterback at the time of release. And Marcus Golden was actually the guy who had the least amount of separation between him and the quarterback when the quarterback releases the ball. Now, that doesn't really mean anything. You know, I, I would rather, I, I want to see what do the quarterback hits look like? What do the pressures look like? What do the knockdowns look like, et cetera? But that tells me that Golden was still at least collapsing the pocket better than anyone else around him. But if he was only getting limited reps, then it, it doesn't really matter, unfortunately. So we uh, we don't know what the deal is. I would be interest, interested to see if we can get a beat reporter uh, answer from that.
1: Yeah, that was that was weird. Um, and Brown and Coffin. I'll probably put together like a, a compilation of their snaps to see what they did this week. Um Holmes left the game and I'm assuming he got injured. Yeah. They put Logan Ryan at slot corner, man, and he looked really good. That I mean that was one of the reasons I wanted him to play nickel corner. Now obviously he gave up the touchdown on that double move. But overall, like, um Logan Ryan looked really good. I mean, he was the guy who made this, you know, playing great man coverage on the two point conversion. He got a sack for himself. Yeah, uh, he he was he was a really good corner, and that's why I thought he would play nickel corner originally. I'm fine with the way they did it with because Holmes because has been adequate. He had some bad, you know, had a bad game against San Fran, but Holmes has been adequate for the season. Um, but I, I like that Ryan, who you know wasn't practicing at nickel corner this week. You could just throw him in there mid game, and he looked like he's you know he was he was playing nickel all season.
0: Yeah uh, the the secondary confused me today and it's one of those things where you know you, you have to rewatch it but even if a, somebody like me re-watches it I'm still not fully smart enough to know everything and fully what's going on in the secondary you know I, I think uh, you know the average fan is much more confident of looking at what linebackers and defensive linemen are doing and if they're winning their individual battles Bobby according to CPOE and we're not going to talk about a lot of advanced stuff for the offense but um, CPOE basically is measuring how accurate is a quarterback being from what they are basically expected to do. Kyle Allen had an expected completion percentage of 68% today. His actual completion percentage was close to 75. That's about a plus five difference, which would be the second most accurate game a quarterback had facing the Giants this year. So I was a little disappointed, you know, in the defense overall. You know, I feel like I feel like the run defense was not great today. Um, even if you look at the overall
1: numbers, it was good, but they were giving up some. Ch- I, I wasn't yeah. blown. The defense played well today. When you look at it, like you know, they gave up uh, what only nineteen points. And now, granted, it's a bad team, but they also put seven points on the board. Uh, but it seemed like they were just kind of like letting everything happen underneath, which is weird against a QB like Kyle Allen. You think Kyle Allen, you would be testing him to be like go out and see yeah. what you can do, like yeah. s- beat us with your arm. Um, so yeah, that was that was weird. Maybe
0: then- they were afraid of giving up the deep play because they didn't have Colbert and because Julian Love has made some mental mistakes. But if you're asking me, I'm not letting you. I'm not letting that be the reason to not be aggressive. Uh, again, ch- challenge Kyle Allen to make a throw, and if he and if you allow, you know, some big plays down the field, sure, you know, you get upset at the time being, but then you adjust afterwards. You know, this defense has been doing a great job week in and week out, regardless of who they have faced, of not allowing the big play. If if there is one thing that I am choosing and if I'm holding on to, if I'm, you know, if, if you're someone who's still a little critical of the Giants defense, I am grasping on that, to that point where the Giants have been a top five defense in the National Football League when it comes to not allowing big passing plays and big running plays. Especially big passing plays. So that's been the thing that has kept them in games. But today there was an expectation to not bend. Usually this team has done a good job of bending but not breaking. But today there was an expectation of just don't even bend. Don't even allow this Washington team to move the ball down the field. Yeah. And they did. And I and I thought it was a little cur- – I'm not going to kill them. We won the game. We're celebrating. They did what they had to do. They put the team in a position to win, and they won. So I'm not going to kill them. But still, it's it's curious. It's curious.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm interested to see what Graham did. Some stuff on the back end. Leonard Williams I mean, balled out. Yeah, yeah, he continues to be, you know, a sack machine. Three sacks through six games. He had a tackle for a loss, two QB hits in this game. I mean, he was a he was a beast in this game. Um, he, him, and Dalvin Dexter. Like I said, it's hard to focus in on each individual player, but it seemed like Dexter Lawrence wasn't doing anything crazy. He had the the hit on the last on the two point conversion, but. Leonard Williams seems to be a beast, you know. Like there's a reason we both liked him. We know we we argued on some on some different things, but Justin, what my argument? I remember me and you went argued a little bit on his PPP, and I was like, "That's fine. He's a good player, but he also needs to get sacks. He can't just be." And that's what he's done, you know. So that's what that's where you feel good is like, hey. It's not just the QB hits and the hurries and the pressures and the run stops. He's getting the sacks too, and that's what our expectations were for Leonard Williams, especially with you know the the franchise tender contract.
0: Yeah, uh, he has no doubt. You know, regardless of how you feel about the sixteen million dollar tag, and regardless of how you're going to feel about the contract that he may possibly get, Bobby, you can from from secondary going up towards the defensive line. Our three biggest impact players on this Giants defense have been James Bradbury, Blake Martinez, Leonard Williams. They have. Yeah. You can love Dalvin, but Dalvin has not put up the same production that Leonard Williams has, and he hasn't had the same impact on the game as Leonard Williams has. Um, so, of course, is it worth the $16 million? You know, probably not, but you need, to overplay, you need to overpay for good players in the National Football League, and I would not mind at year's end overpaying for Leonard Williams because he's a very good football player. Right. All
1: right. Is there anything else you want to touch up on the defense? Because the offense, honestly, is the is the big conversation. I feel I feel dirty waiting 20, fifteen minutes to get into the offense.
0: Um, I'm not concerned about the defense because each week, you know, despite them going up against a lackluster offense, the defense has done what they have had to do to keep yeah. us in a football game, and this week they did single handedly win us the game. So. Even though it's like, yeah, oh, we're biting our nails. at saying Kyle Allen had a good game. You know, the rushing game was inconsistent. Um it's the NFL, not... it's the NFL. You get Correct. 19
1: points in a turnover for a touchdown. Yeah, you, you take it every time. You know, the
0: opposing quarterback is attempting 42 passes and you allowed 19 points. You, you take it and you run. Um, especially when an NFL coach is being super aggressive and playing to win the game, like Ron Rivera was. The fact that they stood tall when they needed to stand tall, that's a very big testament in an offensive league. So, um, Blake Martinez, a little bit of an injury. Are we concerned? During the game, he kind of came back. I don't know. He had back. 14
1: tackles, so, yeah. Uh, we'll, 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 we can hit up on some injuries at the end of the, at the, end of the pod. Let's, let's get into the offense, because I want to talk about this offense.
0: How about this, Bobby? How about we take a break, because we need to run a little bit of an ad. Uh, we do have to run an ad. We do. So, how about we take our break? And then we come back and we talk about the offense.
1: Come on, pay attention in there. Let's go. We got a beautiful day. Work. Play fast. Play fast. Whoa. Ah. Week five and part of week six is now in the books. And it's time to review and get ready for some Monday Night Football, some week seven. There is no better place to get in all the action than DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook act. To add to the excitement of week seven, DraftKings Sportsbook is bringing back their can't miss offer. If you haven't tried DraftKings Sportsbook yet, head to the app store now because you don't want to miss this. DraftKings Sportsbook is giving all new users the chance to receive a sign-up bonus up to $1,000. On top of that great sign-up offer, DraftKings offers great odds boosts every Sunday to help you make it rain, make it rain. Don't worry if football isn't for you. DraftKings is giving you all you baseball fan, basketball fans a 200% profit boost of any basketball market once you sign up. Kind of weird. There's no basketball going on, but bet on it. Bet on the Nets futures. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure. Make it easy for you to deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up and get up to $1,000. That's code JOHNBOY to get a sign-up bonus up to $1,000 for a limited time only. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey only. Bonus comprised of a first deposit bonus and a first bet match, each up to $500. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800.GAMBLER. 100. Gambler. All right, Justin, let's talk about the offense. There is. Let's start with some positive. The Giants scored on their first three drives. Those are the only drives they scored on, but they scored on the first three drives. And, you know, they start the game off with, you know, they were running that counter so much in week in week five. Mm-hmm. They run the play action, twenty one yard pass to Evan Ingram. Good stuff. Move the ball downfield, and then you're in the red zone. First down. We run a reverse to Darius Slayton. And now it's second and fourteen. And then they get uh then they hand the ball off, Justin. And it's third and eight, third and nine, and then they rush four. They drop seven back in the coverage, and Jones takes a sack there. I saw people getting mad at Jones for that. It's like we literally didn't see any of the like. He t- he takes a sack. We he, kick, We we may
0: have to put a little note. That he maybe should have step up stepped up in the pocket and expanded the play a little bit because he did have a little bit of a lane. Well, you know, he, and again, this is yeah, this but there is was, Jones's... I saw defenders there.
1: There were there were defenders. If yeah. he runs, he gets four or five yards, but it's still not a first down. Correct. So he was tr- he was trying to get the first down. No problem with that. Maybe someone was open when we go and look at the all twenty two film. But as for now, no problem with that. You kick three points. That's the that's this offense. James Bradbury gets an interception. First down, run. Second down. Uh, sec- so we end up in third and six. They give us man coverage and they blitz. And Jones got pressure. Matt Parrott, this was the one bad play of Matt Parrott, who we will talk about him and Andrew Thomas. He gets pressure. He gets hit. He puts a ball to Darius Slayton. On a go ball, man coverage. Seems like that's been there when we've taken that chance. Just saying. Just saying that it seems yep. like that's been there when we've taken that chance. Teams have, yep. you know, they'll play one safety high. I feel like that was there the rest of the game. We'll get into it. You score a touchdown. And then you go down um and drive and and kick another field goal. I can't remember what was there anything bad about that drive that we can we can muster up?
0: Well, no, really the only is if this is the same drive where no, no, this is not the same drive because um the one that my big complaint is literally not going for it on Fourth and goal from the two yard line. That is that drive. That is that drive. Okay, okay. Get down to the goal line.
1: It ends up. Oh, we ran the screenplay. We ran a screenplay at at first and goal from the eight or whatever. Go
0: ahead. But before that, the Giants have their biggest play, offensive play of the season so far, forty nine yard run by Daniel Jones. Yes. And then how do you therefore respond by running your biggest, most explosive play? Of the season so far, the poorly designed screenplay to, to Devonta Freeman that went in the middle of the field. When are you Four ever running loss. a? When are you running a screenplay to a running back in the middle of the field where you're run Especially stuffing? In the red zone. Yeah, in the in the red zone where your defensive tackles are more likely occupying that middle of the field. Anyway, so that's your play call on first down. Uh, so it's now second and goal from like the 14 yard line, and yep. then you run then they hand the ball halfback again. run. Yep, a a Devonta Freeman, maybe three, four-yard run that really doesn't go anywhere and really doesn't do much for you since it's second and goal. And then third and goal, Daniel Jones makes something happen and puts you at the two-yard line. And instead of going for it, capitalizing on what is the most explosive play of your season so far on the offense side of the ball, and Daniel Jones putting you literally, what's 36 times two? Uh, Maybe 72 inches away from scoring a touchdown. You kick the field goal, and then how does Ron Rivera respond? They respond by going. They respond by a touchdown, an aggressive play calling, an aggressive going for it on fourth down themselves, and it puts the Washington football team right back in the game.
1: And the draw play makes sense if you're going for it on fourth down, because like, right, okay, you gain yards, you're close, you take a chance. But what's the point of the like? Were you expecting to score on it? You know, like, what's the point? What's the point of the draw play if you're not going to go for like? Were you expecting to have a 12 yard touchdown run? Now, damn, it got close, and I wish Nick Gates would have been a little more aggressive on that and just went and got one guy, and then Jones could have ran behind him. But, like, if I'm making that play call, I'm not expecting to score. I'm expecting to get closer, and then maybe we can go for it on fourth down. I don't understand. I don't understand why we don't go for it there. But nonetheless, you've scored on three of your first three drives at the half, but you only have 13 points that they call for. Now, they only had six drives, so they didn't score after that, Justin. But I agree, man. It's kind of this stuff, and we see in the second half. I mean, here I we ran the ball twenty six times through it, nineteen times. We we play called like we had a twenty one point lead. Yeah, we are coaching scared, and I think that goes a little bit on Judge too. I don't. Yeah. You know, This isn't like a screw Judge episode. Um, I'm cu- I'm just done with Garrett. Like he's shown who he is. You know, six weeks in, he showed like even if it gets better and we score points, we shown ha- who he is as a play caller he coaches scared he coaches scared and if that's an indictment on jones then that means they should move on from him and why not just let him go out and sling it at that point yeah. he like if you're if you don't trust jones then who cares let him go out there sling it make mistakes who cares let him let's see everything he's got but it, we'll talk about jones in a second it's coaching scared and then we see in this like, like i guess 26 times it's 26 runs to 19 passes in a game where you were up by 10 points at the most. At the most. On six drives. So it's not like there was three drives at the end of the game that totally, you know, outweighed it. And they, I mean, and then on first downs, they passed the ball six times. They ran the ball 12 times. Screen plays they had, and then the one screen play. I didn't count that as a pass play. Justin, now granted, they converted. They converted on, on pass plays. When they passed the ball on, on, on first down, they did it six times. They got a, ended up getting a first down four of those times for four, 40 total yards, so 6.6 yards per play. They ran it 12 times. They ended up converting 10 times on those. But also, Justin, they only had 89 yards. That's 7.4 yards per play. Like, oh, that's bigger than the pass plays. Jones was 60 of those yards. Yeah. So three of those were Jones for 60 yards. When it wasn't Jones, it was nine times for 29 yards. That's 3.2 yards. That's 3.2 yards. That's putting yourself in second and seven. I don't like that. I don't like second and seven. We ran it on second down a good amount. So, you ha- they had six drives. That's so little. That's so little. Six drives? That is crazy, man. Like I said, Slayton was there. It's just coaching scared. It is coaching yeah. scared.
0: If yeah, Bobby, I- the, the expression that I've used is... You're not coaching to win the game. You're coaching to not lose. You know, uh, frankly, I, I think coaching scared. Yes, but particularly when thinking about, it, you know, not going on a fourth down versus going for it on fourth down, you want to put three points on the board. I can understand the psychology and the mental part of it, but coaching to win the game, that's what Ron Rivera did today. And got seven points out of it. What do the Giants have to lose? Now, granted, the, the, the most aggressive move that Ron Rivera did lost him the game. But why I get so upset with Joe Judge when he didn't go for it fourth and two, fourth and goal from the Washington two-yard line, I would rather have the Washington Football Club go 98 yards with the two-minute offense and with the two-minute warning uh, impeding and coming than... 70 yards. Because on average, uh, Washington was starting near the 30-yard near the thirty yard line besides the one really nice kick where Graham Gano, it kind of spiked up in the air and it went up in the air, but it didn't go out of bounds. So then, you know, giant special teams made a good play, but they weren't kicking the ball in the back of the end zone. So Washington was kind of getting up towards the 30-yard line. Bobby, that's a 28-yard difference of starting field position with being in a two-minute offense. So trust your defense that they're able to make a stop in a two-minute offense where this Washington offense is not an offense that's going to throw the ball down the field and have the balls to send your offense out there to try to put your stamp on this game. Bobby, it would have been 17-3. to and it's not like being and it's not like we're talking about last week we're 17 to 3 against the deadly Dallas offense where 17 17 to 3 where Dallas is down that the, 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 that's what we're doing every week and we're just going to come right back from it. Being putting Washington down 17 to 3 would have been almost a death sentence in this game. And we would have been celebrating the game being over in the middle of the third quarter and instead it was a nail biter towards the end. And it's be, and I'm sorry I'm getting mad. I'm sorry I'm getting mad. We won. I'm excited we won, but now this is the second <laughs> game this year where the Giants had an opportunity to win, and this even goes back to the decisions that were made against L.A., where Joe Judge has did not coach to win the game. And he is all talk about how you know he's going to be a tough-nosed, hard-nosed team, and that's going to be the coaching style that he's going to coach. That's false, and he has not lived up to it so far besides the Dallas game. I'm sorry. Even,
1: even like they kicked that field goal there. Okay, you're putting three points on the board. You can understand it. What I don't like is the first drive of the second half, we move the ball a little bit. Now we have fourth and one at their thirty-eight.
0: Oh yeah, that too.
1: <laughs> that's the one that's just inexcusable because here's the thing: if you're not gonna go for it, Graham Gano, fifty-five yards. I'm taking that chance. That's
0: nothing. That's nothing for him. And
1: then we punt the ball, and it, what, it went to like their nineteen. So it, you, you you took nineteen yards. They, so you gave them you know twenty 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 extra yards they had to go. And they ended up getting a, defense ended up getting a three and a stop doesn't one I'm going for it there but at least kick the field goal
0: yeah
1: <laughs> at least kick the field goal yeah it, I mean like I said this isn't a bash judge but I don't yeah. I don't agree with that and it seems like he is very conservative on fourth downs yeah or the entire league is becoming more aggressive on fourth downs and those are you know we talk about analytics and stuff those are the Atlantic analytics that I love mm-hmm. coaching like situational analytics yep. I think it's a little harder to judge players with those but situational in-game analytics, those are the things that should be embraced.
0: Yeah, uh, my co-host, the Bleeding Blue, last year, David Powis, he he dug up a really good stat. I don't know if you he heard it somewhere, um, or he dug it up himself. The Giants have ten drives of ten plus plays this year, and they've scored a touchdown on one of them. Bobby, I've talked on this podcast how difficult it is for teams in the NFL today to have drives of 10-plus plays that end in touchdowns consistently because it's just so difficult to do that to begin with without a passing game that can give you 15 yards, 20 yards on a play here and yeah. there situationally. But the Giants have you know, Giants have 10 drives total this year where they have put together, like, you know, Good, consistent drives of getting chunk plays here, chunk plays there, four or five yards in the running game here, little curl route, whoever to Evan Ingram, Golden Tate, you know, seven, eight yards on a first down on a pass. They've done it at times, but they only have one touchdown when they have drives that go for at least 10 plays. That is unacceptable. So, and they were even talking about on the broadcast today, well, there hasn't been a lot of punts in this game. And that made me think, no matter how frustrated I get with this offense, You know, At least it's not as bad as 2018, 2017, 2016 where the Giants are just going three and out, three and out, three and out and they're constantly punting the ball. What hurts the most about this offense led by Jones is that they are moving the ball. They're not punting the ball and it's not because they're aggressive and they're going for it on fourth down. They're sustaining drives. They're they're just ending in field goals. And as we've seen so far this year, kicking field goals is not winning football. It is not.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and then so, that's drive four. Drive five, they get down there. They get down there. Um, The third, I actually clipped one of the third down play calls, the one where, he, where it was third and one, and, and Jones threw to Caden Smith on the flat route, where he literally got like one and a quarter of a yard. That's, they were in zone coverage, Justin. And we're running, we're running man beaters. We're running man beaters versus Clear zone coverage. And then on the bottom side, the guys even ran into each other on the slant on the slant flat. That doesn't make any sense. We get bailed out by that pass interference on Austin Mac on the third down. And then so it's I right, first and goal or whatever it is. First and thirteen first and ten at the thirteen or whatever it was. This is the Jones interception. Let's I want to hear you give me your thoughts on that play. Actually, I want to hear what your thoughts are on that because every everything besides that from Jones was fine in a game where he only threw 19 times. And ran the ball seven times for seventy-four yards. So yeah. you give me your thoughts on that.
0: I mean, the thought was is I, I almost got a flashback to Week One, where t um where it was a defense, uh, it was a defensive lineman interception against Pittsburgh. I got flashbacks to that, where Daniel Jones wanted to throw the ball in the back of the end zone, but he was getting and this at this game against uh Washington, he was just getting hit, and just didn't have enough arm strength to get it in the back of the end zone. That's, yeah, that's, that's what I think it was. I think he was trying to throw it away. Just didn't get enough mustard to put it in the back of the end zone.
1: Yeah, that's what it was. And now, it wasn't an interception. That He was no. out. I mean, I even freeze-framed it. He was out. I don't know how the refs, they screwed that up um, on that touchdown where the Washington, you know, came yeah. for the two-point conversion. That was a delay of game by a good
0: second and a half. So, What's the point of instant replay if you're going to make calls like that? Yeah. What's the point?
1: Brutal. It was just a NFL officiating even felt like they needed to tweet out and they said there wasn't enough. I mean, that was just a bad call, but nonetheless, he did throw it. But also on that play, it's first, first down in, in the red zone where you have so much less space to operate. Yep. We run a play action, eight man protection, a two man route to the same side in the red zone. That's crazy. That's crazy. And on your eight man protection. You have Caden Smith in a one on one with Chase Young. Eight man protection. And you have Caden Smith blocking Chase Young. What was it a one on one? Or am I am I misremembering that?
0: You're 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 probably right. You know, play action rollouts, uh it, it, all all hell breaks loose on play action rollouts in terms of who's allowed in and who's allowed to get pressure on the quarterback, who who's a free reign rusher. All hell breaks loose. And Bobby, the frustrating, the, the frustrating side. Yeah, the frustrating thing is is that Daniel Jones, uh, is not good running play action in the in the red zone. He's not. We saw it last year against Minnesota and the Vikings. That those were uh, there were two plays that Pat Shermer called in the red zone where Daniel Jones was play action rollout, and it, it it just doesn't work. I don't know if it's a Daniel Jones thing. I don't know if I don't like it in the NFL in general. There has to be better plays that have to be called there. Um, and it's frustrating that what we call play action and we have Evan Ingram going on a crossing route, which, by the way, that had to be the deepest targeted ball that Evan Ingram has caught this year, It is that first play. It it 100% is. is. And then do we go back to it? No. Do we run play action? No. The only time that we run play action is in the red zone, which it makes little sense to run play action red zone because, (laughs) like you said, the field shrinks. There's there's no common sense in this offense. There is no common sense in this offense.
1: Yeah, which we'll... We'll talk about it with Andrew Thompson and Matt Parrott. But if we're, if that's what we're doing, and we're holding guys accountable, then Jason Garrett needs to be held accountable. And D- Justin, do you remember what my actual biggest criticism of and earliest of Pat trimmer was last year? No. Remind me. It was, you are the head coach. Go to your defensive coordinator. Oh, yeah. You are ahead of him. And you tell him to start playing a little ballsier. Start taking chances. And it's sad that we have... A defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham, who takes chances, tries different things, and on offense, we have the biggest pansy of all time, offense coordinator. And you got people know me; I'm patient, maybe a little too patient. But Jason Garrett, Dan Snyder said it best last week, and it's stuck in my head. He his his offense is designed to get ten yards every three plays, and that's not successful. That's not successful. Um, and you mentioned red, like Jones <laughs> has three red zone interceptions. This is a guy who his last two years he didn't have a red zone interception and plenty of touchdowns, plenty of touchdowns, no interceptions. His last year at Duke or last year with the Giants, and now he has three in six games. And you know we're, we're not going to do the is Jones the guy? Whoever's the guy, Garrett can't be here, man. No. I, I'm not banging for Shuplinsky because I don't know if Shuplinsky will be any better. If he's never called plays, but. That's my – honestly, more than the fourth down, my biggest criticism of Judge is letting Jason Garrett do this. Yeah. Letting do – they have taken a guy who threw two touchdowns per game and he's thrown half a touchdown per game this year.
0: Yeah. They've taken a guy who –
1: They're coaching scared. They're afraid of him making mistakes, more of being like, hey, do this. Do this. But
0: the thing is, is he's still making mistakes even when they're trying to rein him in. So, um – the, and they have they so have rare. to know that they're not dummies they're not dummies they have to know that Daniel Jones is still if 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 the reason for being conservative on the offensive side of the ball is because we don't want Daniel Jones to make mistakes, then at this point they have to know that that approach is not working. Daniel Jones is still making mistakes, and he is still not reading whatever whatever is in front of him correctly. You making things easier on him is actually making it harder on him. You want to know what's pretty easy, Bobby? Having your playmakers go up and make a play. And the last few weeks, when it, they've done it for Darius Slayton, when they did it week one on the post route, when they when they did it on the sideline to Darius Slayton uh, multiple times last week, even when Daniel Jones had to improvise and go outside the pocket, when you let him do those things and when you go up and let your playmakers simply just make a play, doesn't have to be an incredible curl route, an incredible comeback route, doesn't have to be any and all, any and all that. Um, there was another play uh, today. Remember how we highlighted uh, after the L.A. game? how Golden Tate was in the slot. Um, this time it was Austin Mack that was in the slot. He basically ran a streak down the field, and Darius Slayton ran an out route or an in route, you know, going towards the middle of the yeah, field. It was, a little, it was a dig route. They did the same thing in L.A., except this time it was Austin Mack in the slot that was stretching the field, pulling the slot corner and the safety. Well, guess what? Two routes that worked off of each other and making things easier on the quarterback, but deep down the field, Daniel Jones did it. Telling Darius Slayton one-on-one on on the outside to just go run a streak and get to the outside shoulder of the cornerback resulted in a touchdown. So the approach of trying to make things easy on Daniel Jones is not working. He went from a quarterback that threw the ball 25%. Last year, 25% of his passing attempts were 15-plus yards down the field to now it has to be, at this point, less than 10%. Because Bobby, there was one passing attempt that went for more than 20 yards today. And that was the Darius Slayton touchdown. One. One passing attempt that went more than 20 yards down the field. That traveled for more than 20 yards down the field. One. Yeah. This is the modern day NFL. We are not in. We are I'm sorry I'm yelling again. We, we are not. We're not in the 1960s. We're not in the 1980s. Bobby, I was even for bleeding blue this week looking at games where the Giants previously played Washington and I looked at. The 2005 game, the game after Wellington Mara died, and 2006, the Week 17 winner-go-home game, Giants scored 36 points in 2005, and I believe 34 points Week 17, respectively. And the final score of that Week 17-2006 game was 34-28. to 28. Pretty sure the quarterbacks combined for 250 yards passing between the both of them. And the rushing games just exploded those games. That's not the game that we're playing anymore. And that's how Jason Garrett is coaching and calling plays. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I'm sorry. It sucks we're doing this on after a win. I'm we sorry. won. Damn it. I know I know. I get it. Listen, it's all it's all valid. You know, we beat Washington by one point. Um our offense only put up thirteen points. You know? It's it's valid. You know, just you know. You know obviously we're happy to have a win and it feels this feels a lot less worse with the win. But you know, thirteen points is bad. It's bad. Um let's talk about Andrew Thomas and Matt Perry. So it comes out right before the game that Andrew Thomas isn't starting. Immediately, I'm like, well, first immediately, I'm like, whoa. Then I'm like, okay, he must have broken some kind of rule. That's exactly what happened. He was suspended for the first quarter because he was late to um, Saturday night's you know team meeting, and that's that's one meeting you don't want to be late for. That's the entire team together, head coach speaking. You're late to that. It's very noticeable. It's very it's very noticeable. So Matt Parrott comes in. He plays well. He plays well. Granted, this was the game I was expecting Thomas to have a good game because of who, like, Montez Sweat was out there. I wasn't, I know Montez Sweat has been good, but I wasn't worried about Sweat. Perret had one, like, okay, that was a bad play. He actually got Jones hit on the touchdown pass to Slayton. Thomas comes back in. Thomas was better than pair in the run game. Besides one play.
0: And it was a third down. It
1: was a big play. (laughs) Besides one play. Besides one play. Now, Mark Slareth was totally wrong, where he's like, he took the wrong step. That's a hinge block. Uh, In fact, that was actually the block. If you look at my week one breakdowns, Becton hasn't been in, but that Becton got beat on that like four or five times. But he gets beat on it, and then they bench him for the next drive and then put him back in. If this is a one-game thing, I'm okay with that. But you can't be benching a guy for a bad play going forward. Especially your rookie fourth overall pick. Because if that's the case, then we need to bench Fleming after plays. We need to bench Zeitler and Hernandez after bad plays for Lemieux. You can't go... I get that he... Listen, he got in trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm all, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. But if they are going to go forward saying, hey, we're going to... If you screw up on a third down, we're benching you. That's, that's horrible coaching. That makes a guy play different. Because that makes you lose all your confidence. Yeah. Now, the first him, him him not being out there for the first quarter doesn't make him lose his confidence. In fact, it's, it's probably good for him. Like, hey, dude, this is the NFL. You can't be late for crap. But if they go forward and like, hey, you like switching drives, you can't do that. If you know what I mean Fleming gave up a sack. If you want to play Parrot, play him at right tackle going forward. He looked pretty he looked pretty good. Like I said, this Washington left side, Chase Young is a whole different monster. But I wasn't worried about. Montez sweat you know because the things that sweat were doing good were the things that made Thomas the fourth overall pick long arms and 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 just relying on getting around the edge yeah. Thomas you're not going to beat him like that Parrot, you're not going to beat him like that either because he's got those long arms and he's got his sight but I will say Parrott looked good we went I wasn't ready to play Parrot. now I am play it play go ahead and play him um, but Thomas the one bad play which is this is the NFL that's what he'll get remembered for but in the past game he was fine in the run game when they're like he was actually he was moving guys like he continues to um like I said I figured it was suspension the benching after one drive I'm, I'm kind of iffy on but I get it's, it's a different type of game when you suspend him um uh, but you know what why not play Matt Perry at right tackle
0: yeah if if anything the mid game because of a bad play benching should be done to the veteran, especially Cam Fleming, who is a veteran that has been a swing tackle slash six man on the offensive line. Cam Fleming is very used to coming in and out of a game. And Cam Fleming is also at a point in his career where you don't need where a singular move to take him out for a series or two won't derail his confidence. Bobby, they must really like Cam Fleming. They must really like him because why are they spelling reps away from Thomas? If they, you know, do you understand where I'm where I'm going with that? I think yeah, they really like it. Fleming.
1: Where where it's different is it is a one game thing. Like I said, it's a one game thing. They did actually spell, you know, Fleming. They did if against the Rams, you know,
0: at the end of a half. Yeah. If it's
1: if it's a one game thing because he did get suspended for the first quarter, and then they're like kind of like this is our coming hard, but next week if Thomas misses a block on a third down against the Eagles in the second quarter, and he's benched the next game, then I'm out on that. That's yeah. dumb. That is dumb. Um, and I know people are going to be like, hey, Parrot should be the left tackle going forward. Relax. Relax. <laughs> yeah. Relax. Yeah, the, the, so, the main
0: point that I had stemming into this game and seeing Matt Parrot's name, it's ironic how we've seen – I've seen Matt's Matt Parrot's name the most on Giants Twitter the last three days than I've ever seen ever before. Um, it's ironic how he, he looked said. good. He, he did. Look That's good, good. But he looked good. So I'm excited. I've went from, Hey, we should pump the brakes to play him at right tackle.
1: Yeah. Play him at right tackle. You know, I'll break him down more. You know, I went, I, like I said, I went back and watched after the game. Like, let me, I'm going to watch every rep of just these guys. I'm not going to look at anything else. I just want to look at the left tackle spot. And the one bad play is going to define Thomas's game along with the suspension. And he's going to hear the noise, man. This is New York. He's going to yeah. hear the noise.
0: Yeah So, um. Bobby, uh, only one sack today for four yards. And actually, you know, we we talked about Ryan... Car- passing
1: attempts, I mean...
0: Well, I know. I, hey, hey, any silver linings we can take, especially if people yep. are probably... People are probably really mad at me listening to the show, why are you so negative after a loss. So I needed to have that little positive spin there. Um, Actually... Well, here's
1: the thing. PFF's pressure numbers, I think, are wrong. But I saw it like, be like, only six pressures. It's like, yeah, but we... There was only nineteen dropbacks, and yeah. then the there was twenty dropbacks, yeah. and one was a sack. So that's like thirty yeah. percent. Um, now PFFs is wrong, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna rank you know hail on that. But I don't know. We won. We won. Damn it! I I hate how negative this offense has made us because we freaking won the damn game.
0: So really, why I'm glad that we have a Thursday night game is like I said. You feel you feel dirty after winning this game. Uh, Yes, a win is a win. We're celebrating the win. But leaving that game, you can't deny as a Giants fan that you're leaving. You're feeling a little dirty. You're not feeling right. You know, this should have been a game that maybe won a little bit more and you would have loved to see them take advantage of a bad football team. In a good way, in a positive way. It's not like we won this kind of game against the Rams or the Bears where we're like, oh, we're feeling really good if we win this type of game against the Rams or the Bears. But if it's against Washington, you're feeling a little dirty. But why I'm so yeah. glad that this is a quick Thursday night turnaround. Did the Eagles almost come back against the Ravens today? Yeah, but they didn't. They didn't they, make it happen. But they didn't. Okay. But they didn't. But that's still... A lot they, of guys
1: didn't make it happen today. They didn't
0: make it happen. You see my but, thread
1: I did? Because people were... I was. Well, one I muted the words Trevor Lawrence and tank from my timeline, which actually made things more enjoyable. But I saw like everyone being like I was just happy. So you you know Daniel Tosh's stand up where he's talking about if he had a touchdown celebration where he would like point around and then mm-hmm. like me. So I was like, this is Dan- if Daniel Jones, he's the one who won the game. Like just trolling. And then I did with uh, Joe Burrow throwing a, an interception after blowing a lead on the on a potential game t- uh, winning drive. Can't gotta make it happen, Joe Burrow. Carson Wentz didn't make it happen. I think Baker got benched today. He didn't make it ha- I mean, wow. guys, they, I don't know why. Do, do they not see Jones make it happen today? Why didn't they make it happen? You got to freaking make it happen. Jones made it happen today. They did. Were, these other guys didn't. They Se- did Go seven, seven make carries. It happen. Look at Jones. Seven make it happen. Seven carries. Seven. That is another thing. We joked after the Chicago game that Daniel Jones is the leading rusher. He's going to be the leading rusher on this team. Yeah. He is. Seven carries for 74 yards today. He's gonna. I mean, he was already the leading rusher, and he led again. And then the running backs, are, you know, had 19 carries for 58 yards,
0: 3.05 yards per carry. Yeah, not good. Sheesh, not good. man, not good. But my whole point is very, very glad that we have a Thursday night game because it's a quick turnaround. Don't string me along on my my emotional my emotional heartstrings, okay? Thursday night, are we gonna win? And are we actually gonna talk about like, hey, can we can we do something here? Are we gonna win and we can talk about like next week, or are we gonna lose and it's just gonna be like, oh, okay, we're done and we're back to being done and we could and we cannot be emotionally invested. So that's why I'm happy that this quick little Thursday turnaround. Good. I'm happy that th- this is the week that it's happening. Yeah. Yeah. For sure.
1: Um. Hope I'm glad C.J. Board's not dead. That was scary. <laughs> yeah. We're down to three wide receivers right now. Who are we bringing up? We need to carry five wide receivers. I know we haven't made a big deal about that because it's, it'd be like, oh, you guys are whining. But why the hell are we not carrying five wide receivers? I've never seen a team consistently carry four wide receivers. Is that not nuts to you? Especially when we have Eric Tomlinson as inactive every week. Every week we have a fourth tight end inactive and we don't have a fifth wide receiver. That's nuts to me. I don't get it, especially at a position where you find gems here and there. Why the hell do we not have five wide receivers? Especially if one goes down. Like, if Tate goes down, it's like, we
0: don't have a slot receiver. They're basically benching Tate, which I I found that to be, um, you know, for somebody who is not a Tate fan, I found that to be pretty hilarious that Golden Tate, who's earning $10 million this year, is basically benched. And the only reason why we're putting him out there is because we have to because we have no other physical, warm-bodied human beings to line up on the football field. So... Yeah, they, you would think that they would learn by now that oh Sterling she- well Sterling Shepard's going to be back next week probably by Thursday, so Hopefully. that's probably going to be the 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 addition by subtraction that's going to happen there. So
1: yeah, and just let Shepard play the slot. Let him let him be let him be where he's best is the, is the slot position. And
0: then Golden Actually, Tate no more- can just occupy space. Yeah,
1: give Golden Tate a jump ball. He made those last oh, year. Oh,
0: t- uh, well, timeout first of all. I love how he ran a uh, a wide receiver screen today to Caden Smith. Wasn't that hilarious? It worked, but wasn't that hilarious how we haven't ran like a single wide receiver screen, but we did one today to Caden Smith and it worked.
1: He got six yards.
0: <laughs> Maybe it's ten yards if it's a wide receiver who can actually be quick off of <laughs> off of from going zero to five miles an hour. Go a little bit quicker than Caden Smith can. Yeah. All right, Fucking we won. Jason Garrett. I'm sorry, I just dropped an f-bomb. Be happy.
1: Enjoy the next few days. We don't know how many of these we're going to get this year. Um, we'll talk about stuff. We'll break down the film. We'll figure we'll figure this out. And then quick turnaround. This week, because it is a Thursday night game, we will not have a mailbag cleanup episode. We will have our Thursday preview show. So you only have one day to listen to that. Um, and then Friday we'll have a, a podcast out after the game. So we'll be up late recording hopefully it's a win because late night recordings after a loss suck after a win it's like let's do it baby let's do it but anyways giants win man we're if the cowboys lose we are one game back in the division so how about that how about that how don't, about that
0: don't pull up my emotional heartstrings get me to thursday is it going to be legit are we going to win all right that's rock and roll from there and if not and if this all you know if this sun if this past sunday was just like up oh, is what it is, then we move on.
1: Third place. We're not getting the first pick now. I mean, look how bad the Jets are. Oh, they're so bad. Do you, yeah, you, so you we're know guaranteed what? to not get the first pick.
0: I had this take on Twitter today. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to pull a Peyton Manning. And it's funny that Peyton Manning did this same exact thing because the Jets had the number one pick. Trevor Lawrence is going to pull a Peyton Manning, stay in school an extra year because he does not want to go to the Jets.
1: He should. Luck stayed in an extra year. He really honestly should. He honestly should. Um, Jets suck. Imagine being the losers like the Jets. What losers? What a losing team. Imagine being a loser like the Jets. Wow, wow. Gosh, sorry that I'm I'm just a winner. All right, that's an episode. We appreciate you guys. We'll be back Thursday, but obviously we'll have all the other stuff up on YouTube and Twitter and all that good stuff. Instagram, Facebook. We appreciate you guys. Enjoy enjoy Victory Monday. Enjoy Victory Monday. We'll see you guys on Thursday. Until then, let's go Big Blue.